welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is a night of our dear Saviour's birth. I love that line from Oh, holy night. We, we just filled the room with it, didn't we? Isn't that beautiful? It's one of those Christmas classics that makes Christmas Christmas, if you ask me. It tells us of a light that has come into the world. It's a, it's a beautiful tune that is haunting in its, in its melody and its rhythm. But the message is better than the music. Because it tells me that it might be night, it might be dark, but there is a light that has broken through and into the gloom. It tells me of anticipation, of expectation, of hope. It reminds me that it is not all dark because the dark is only a temporary state for the light has come and the dark cannot overtake it. You know, the theme of light runs right through the story of Jesus' birth. And what I'm about to tell you tonight might not surprise you, but the implications are something different. And I'm sure the implications of what I'm going to tell you tonight are very helpful for where you are at this moment. In fact, I might go so far as to say that they are life-transforming for you and your loved ones. So let's start with the stars. There's one particular star that, that shone above them all, and I'm sure many of you know about it, but let me refresh you on this, on this sacred and holy night. And we find that narrative of, of this in Matthew's version of the story. So reading from Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for this child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. 
On coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When I think about that very first Christmas, it surprises me to consider that other people saw the star that rose in the east. But it was only those few wise ones who followed the star. I mean, you think about it, it wasn't as if everyone was waiting for the next, next Netflix show to drop or there was a 2020 match that had to be seen and Avatar 2 wasn't yet thought about, let alone recorded. And there actually wasn't any Christmas to get ready for. Just think about that for a moment. So what was so amusing that it detracted them from following the star? I don't have an answer for that. But I do know we follow a lot of things too that distract us from what is true and right. So let me ask you, what do you follow? Because our options are wide and varied of what we follow. I mean, many of us follow a football team, a rugby team, a cricket team. Many people follow a stock market or oil prices. Some follow the tides to see where the best fishing or surfing is. Others follow fashion and trends to keep up with society. Some keenly follow the progress of their kids. Many follow politics. Some people just follow other people. Celebrities, sports stars, bloggers, podcasters, YouTubers, influencers. The list is endless. I'm sure you follow someone or something. Your passion is directed somewhere. Some of us just follow social media because we are so addicted to it and we forget the importance of what is happening right around us at this present moment. I found this picture during the week. It's going to come on the screen. And as they say, a picture paints a thousand words. It's funny how our passions lead us into focusing on something and often we miss what's happening right in front of us or what is right in plain sight. It's funny how only the wise men follow the star and what's more, the reading we just heard tells us that when, when the wise men arrived in Jerusalem, all the city knew about it. Everyone there heard the news of a king being born, but only the wise men travelled the 15 or so k's to see the new king. Only a few shepherds went out of their way. It's like they were all in the dark as to what was happening, too busy following other things to see the light that has appeared. My friends, can you see the light that has appeared in front of you tonight? In what I consider to be the theological Christmas narrative in John's Gospel, we find these words written in John 1 verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus' birth is a light in the darkness. And right now, our world needs that light. And I hazard a guess, you in your life need that light as well. 
don't you? When you think about it, the shepherds, they were in the dark as well. I mean, they were just following their sheep around, going on about their normal life, when the angels lit up the sky, and so from Luke 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared and the angel, with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Notice that the angels arrested the shepherds from their jobs and distractions and jolted them into a new reality, into the thing that God was doing right in front of them and they didn't know it. And God had to flood their world with light in order for them to notice, even when they didn't seem to understand the reality of the new star in the night sky. They weren't attuned to what God was doing around them. They just lived and worked and, and they were about to miss what God was doing through the person and the birth of Jesus. And so he sent an angel filled with glory and vast, unspeakable light to seize their attention. Is God seizing your attention tonight? This night? This holy night? Is God speaking to you now? Are you, with, are you that child with your heavenly father watching and you're watching something meaningless when there's a deep and rich relationship to be had? Over the Christmas period and leading up to tonight, we've been working as a church on the theme, A New Light Has Come. In other words, something has illuminated our world in a way that has never been like this before. And we've been pushing and prodding into this theme and, and trying to understand it, trying to get our heads around this eternal mystery of Jesus' entrance into the world. And what does it mean for us? As you can tell, this theme of a new light has come is, is taken up through the Bible in many places where it talks about Jesus' incarnation, that is, his birth. It's actually stronger than that, but simply that's what it means. And the Bible reading we heard earlier from the Old Testament book of Isaiah talks about this, and it talks about this. Let's listen to it again, because it's in wonderful, poetic way. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And what we have here, what we have in the whole 
of the narrative of Jesus' entrance into our world is the most wonderful promise that in our darkness, God brings light. That in our struggles and in our hardships, in our difficulties, our worries, our problems, God brings the solutions. It's like there is a light in the night sky if only we were to look up and recognise it and follow it. It's like the first glow of dawn when it's been a long, dark and a cold night. It's like a light on a hill when we've been stumbling around looking for some resolution for ages. That might be a little bit abstract, so let me get down to the nitty gritty. When your world is closed down in front of you and you do not know where to go, Jesus' promise is to help you. When your family is dysfunctional and and not coping with life, Jesus brings support. When you are given a difficult diagnosis, one that threatens to overwhelm you, Jesus provides the strength to pick yourself up and keep on going. When you have lost your job, when your relationship is broken down, when the past comes back to visit you, when you make yet another mistake, when you say something that you know you should not say, when all these things happen and more than you can think of, Jesus steps into your world and the difference is as night to day. My friends, a new light has come. It is bright and it is bold and it is full of promise, of possibilities. It is full of that beautiful word that that we don't know how to use properly. It is full of hope. Tonight then, is it time for you to give up on your way, on your control, on your rule? on your ideas, on your own resources, on your own resilience and surrender to what God wants to do in and through you tonight. Tonight is it time to recognise that a new light has come and you let it flood into your life, into your issues, into your darkest corners. What would it take? What would it take for you to move out of the darkness and into that new light? You know, a few years back, I, I, um, I did a bit of a silly thing. I, I, I wanted to be somewhere. And uh, so I, I was, I, I walked into the Victorian high country. And let me just tell you the story. I, I'd driven from Adelaide that day and arrived at my chosen spot where I parked my car at about 11pm. And it was seriously dark because those who have been to Victorian high country know that there is no street lights there. And my mate was waiting for me and we both shouldered our heavy packs, ready to be back behind uh, in the mountains for over a week. We switched on our head torches and we slowly started to make our way up the mountain. Both of us had a spot in mind that we wanted to be at when the sun came up. It was a silly thing to do. It was a night of suffering and hard work, of wondering why I hadn't trained harder 
and I was trying not to drink all the water that I'd rationed out for the week ahead. The thing is, though, all we could see was just a few metres in front of us, 25 or so metres in front of us, where our head torches shined their limited light. And you could see out there, but if you looked out there, you couldn't see what was in front of you. And if you could see what was in front of you, you couldn't see what was out there. So it was a bit of a conundrum. By 4am, we got to our spot and drenched in sweat, we flung ourselves onto the ground. We tried to get a little bit of sleep. But I've got to say, and this is the point of my story, I have to say that as first light broke... And as the new light came into our world, all that work, all that sweat, all that grind was paid off in buckets. So going from seeing 25 metres in front of us to seeing a landscape bathed in a beautiful new light was worth all the sweat climbing up the hill. Walking in our view was limited, but when the light dawned, We could see the horizon. That is the difference that Jesus makes. In our world, in this present time, only a few people see it. Only a few people see the star and go to the manger. And so I'm going to finish with this. A new light has come. Will you see it? Will you let it change your life? Will you open up to Jesus and let him illuminate who you are? Because if you do, the difference is as night to day and you will never regret it. Let me lead you in prayer. Lord, we praise you and we thank you that you indeed bring the new light. We thank you that your promise is true, that you flood our lives fully and that you bring to us so much more than we could have by ourselves. Resonate deeply with us, Lord Jesus, we pray, as we walk into this holy night and celebrate your birthday tomorrow. Help us to know you the light of the world. Amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.